Hello, welcome back to Magic Woods. This season, season four, is all about the adventures of Era, the little Mimi girl that was in Spring Valley for such a long time. So it takes place a long time before Kitty Doggy and Bunny were alive. But the stories connect to the adventures of Kitty Doggy and Bunny in a lot of interesting ways. And this first story is called PKNA. Once upon a time in Magic Woods, long before Kitty and her friends were alive, there lived a king and a queen. But they didn't live in a castle. They lived in a little cabin in the woods. And they had a daughter, but she wasn't a princess. And they had a son, but he wasn't a prince. That might sound strange, but that's just how it worked for those people. They were called Mimis. They were about the size of fairies. Most of the girls had wings and most of the boys didn't, but there were a lot of in-betweens. The queen was named Kira. She wore a silver crown with a magic crystal full of green light on the front. The king was named Novan. He wore a silver crown with a magic red crystal on the front. The queen was a powerful healer. She had a magnificent garden full of magical flowers and healing herbs. She would wear her crown and walk through the garden, or the fields, or the forest, and make things grow taller and brighter and more lovely. The king had a workshop. There he would use his crown to create wondrous objects for his people. Their baby boy was named Pokey, and their daughter was named Era. Era was about seven years old in Mimi years. Era enjoyed playing in the woods and having adventures. She loved trees and flowers and animals. Sometimes she loved nature a little too much, like the time she tried to befriend a wild weasel. It would have eaten her had she not been rescued by a passing warrior. Or the time she tried to start a bumblebee ranch and was almost stung to death by all the angry bees she had lassoed. The only thing in nature she didn't like was pumpkins for some reason. She was afraid of them. Even when she was a baby, she would cry whenever she saw a pumpkin, and her parents would smile and say, There's nothing to be afraid of, honey. It's just a pumpkin. Era loved seeing all the people who would come to her parents for help or advice, and she loved her family. Their days were full of laughter, learning, and joy. Plus, her dad made chocolate chip cookies all the time, and their cabin always smelled like fresh-baked cookies. And at the end of each golden day, Era's mother would tuck her into bed, stroke her hair, and sing a lullaby. Sleepy, sleepy, my little one, it's time for dreaming. The day was fun, the journey's done, now we're home. Lay down your weary head, la 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 la. Have no fear, we'll all be here when you arise. Every day was full of wonder, and all she knew was happiness. Era had lots of dreams, and she loved telling her parents and their visitors all about them. But one night, she had a bad dream, and in the morning she went to tell her father about it. Her father was in his workshop with a young woman Era had never seen before. He was using the crown of creation to fashion a little red ball. Then he handed the ball to the young woman and said, 
This will lead you to your destiny. Place it on the ground and follow it wherever it goes. The young woman placed the ball on the ground and it rolled away out of the workshop and into the field. And she said, thank you. And she ran after the ball to find her destiny. Then the king smiled down at his daughter and said, good morning, sunshine. But Era bowed her head and said, daddy, I had a bad dream. Oh no, what happened? I saw a long line of kings and queens and they were all wearing the crowns. And then the line ended and you and mommy were the last. And then all of you disappeared and a big pumpkin came. He was wearing both crowns and he said, I am the final king. There will be none after me. Novan, her dad, said, Whew, that, that sounds scary, honey. You had a nightmare. Era said, It felt like more than a nightmare. It felt like a portent. Her father smiled. He loved his daughter's precociousness. She was always using big words, and oftentimes correctly. He said, It was just a bad dream, honey. Everything's okay. You know Giggy, the wise woman. Era nodded. She has the gift of foresight. Era said, what does that mean? Well, she can sometimes see the future. And she hasn't sensed anything amiss. She hasn't seen any omens or had any bad dreams. If she did, she would tell us. So there's nothing to worry about. Era said, okay, Daddy. But that night, she had another nightmare. In the morning, she went to see her mother. Kira was in the garden gathering dewdrops from flower petals. She sang soft words and the drops danced into a silver tin. Then she handed the tin to a young man and she said, Sprinkle these into your mother's tea. That should cure her cough. And the young man said, Thank you. And he turned and left the garden. And then the queen saw her daughter standing there looking distraught. And she went, Era, honey, what's wrong? Mama, I had a nightmare. A bad dream. I think it was an augury of evil. I fear something terrible is going to happen. Oh no, what happened? I I was looking at four flowers, two tall ones and two short ones. And one of the short ones was blue and shaped like a star. And then Kira smiled and said, That's the Era flower, my favorite kind. That's what you're named after. And Era nodded because she knew this. She said, yeah, I I think the flowers represented our family. But then a huge shadow came in front of the sun, and it was a gigantic pumpkin. And the two tall flowers, you and Daddy, you shriveled up and turned into worms or something. You were a green worm, and Daddy was a red worm. And you just wriggled around in the mud like you were in pain. Kira said, oh, honey, that was just a nightmare, not a sign or an augury. Everything's going to be okay. Hera said, okay, mama. But that night she had another nightmare. In the morning, she went to tell both her parents. They were playing outside with baby Pokey, listening to the morning birds and awaiting the sunrise. Era felt indescribably sad, for she was sure that this would be the last time her family would be at home together. She just knew it. She said, mama, daddy, I had another bad dream. And they said, oh no, what happened this time? I was looking at the sky and trying to trace a shape in the stars to be a constellation of our family. But as I was pointing at them, the stars fell from the sky. And then all the stars fell and vanished away. And the sky turned black. And then the blackness covered everything in the world until there was nothing left. 
And then I saw that evil pumpkin again, and he was laughing. Her mother gave her a hug and said, Oh, honey, I'm sorry you're having so many nightmares. And then her father said, Speaking of nightmares, here comes Versa. They all turned and watched as a Mimi named Versa descended from the sky. Era knew that Versa and her mom had been friends when they were young, but they weren't really friends anymore. Versa seemed kind of creepy to Era. She was always brooding in the shadows, watching everyone like a bird of prey. Or else she was reading books of dark and forgotten magics. And Versa ignored the rest of the family and spoke to Era's mom. She said, Kira, can I talk to you for a minute? Alone? And the queen said, of course. And she rose from the blanket and walked into the cabin with Versa. Era stayed outside with her dad and Pokey. She tried to enjoy their time together, to savor the simple pleasure of sitting on the grass with her father and baby brother, because she knew it would be their last time. Her dad turned his face to the sky, and he smiled and said, Hmm, looks like it's going to be a beautiful day. Very warm for Halvalin. Halvalin was the Mimi name for Halloween. And then he said, It should be a beautiful night for the festival. And Era said, you mean when the dead come back to life? And her dad said, yes. I'm going to take you and Pokey to the city in a little while. We'll find out who will be babysitting you this year. But then Era grabbed her father's arm and she said, Daddy, please don't go to the festival. And he said, oh, I have to. I'm the king. Daddy, please don't go. I have a really, really bad feeling. I think my dreams were omens. And her father said, I'm sure they were just nightmares, not omens. Era let go of her father's arm, and she ran to the cabin. She stopped in the doorway when she heard Versa talking to her mom. She heard Versa say, But I'm sure I figured out how to make it work this time. If you use the power of the crown and we call her name, we could force her to come back to life. And Kira said, No, we must respect her wish. She never wanted to be brought back to life. You know this. Versa said, why did you get the crown if you're too afraid to test its powers? And Kira said, I think that's exactly why the crown chose me instead of you. Versa stormed out of the room. On her way out of the cabin, she saw Era hiding in the doorway. <gasps> Era swallowed nervously and took a step back. And Versa said, what are you doing, spying? Era didn't say anything. And then Versa lowered her voice and leaned in close to Era, and she said, Take a good look, little girl. One day, I'll be the queen of this whole world, and I'm going to wear both crowns. Era said, How can you wear both crowns? You only have one head. Huh. Versa stared at her for a moment in amazement, and then she laughed. She went, Oh, I like you, little one. You're feisty. And then she opened her wings and flew away from the clearing up into the autumn sky. Era ran into the house. Her mother looked forlorn and far away. And she said, Mama, what's wrong? Oh, it's nothing. Come on, we need to get you and Pokey all packed up and ready to go to the city. And Era grabbed her mother's arm and she said, Mama, don't go to the Helvalin Festival tonight, please. Kira sighed and she said, oh, We have to. Besides, Versa's going to be there and I have a feeling she might cause some mischief. Era said, Then don't go. I am the queen. I have to go. It is my responsibility. Era still looked worried. 
Sukira gave her a hug and whispered into her hair, It will be fine, my lovely daughter. What could possibly go wrong? Era remained sad and scared the rest of the day. Her dad took her and her baby brother into the nearby city of Atisket, and Pokey said, Pwitty! when he saw the bright, bustling city by the big blue lake. There were lots of children in town, for young ones usually didn't go to the Halvalan festival. And each year, some grown-ups had to stay behind to babysit large groups of kids. This year, a warrior named Trini de Lork was going to babysit Era and Pokey and a handful of other children. Trini bowed to the king and she said, Hello, your majesty. I'm a warrior, not a babysitter, but I'll take good care of your kids tonight. Don't worry. They can sharpen knives or play with spears or do whatever it is kids are supposed to do. I'll figure it out. The king said, thank you. And he kissed Pokey goodbye. And then he passed him to Trini. And then he turned to Era and handed her a necklace. The pendant was a four-sided silver pyramid. And there was a different letter on each of the sides. P, K, N, and an A on the bottom. And he said, I created this for you. And Era looked at it and said, a tetrahedron? Her father said, yes, that's what the shape is called. But this is a special tetrahedron, a kind of amulet called a telltale. Era said, a telltale? And her father said, yes. Do you know what the letters P, K, N, A stand for? Era said, I don't know, portents, killing, nemesis, and auguries? Her father said, oh, no, no, goodness. It stands for Pokey, Kira, Novan, and Era. There's one letter for each member of our family. Era turned the amulet over in her hands, and her father smiled at her, and he said, wherever you go, wherever you are, this telltale will show you how the other members of the family are faring. If their side is shiny, that means they are healthy. If they are sick or hurt, their side will appear tarnished. Hera said, what if they're dead? Well, then their side will turn black. And then Era hugged her dad tight and she wouldn't let him go. And she said, Daddy, please, please don't leave. Remember my bad dreams? They're warnings, I think. Something horrible is going to happen. And her father said, honey, everything is going to be fine. We'll be back at our home in the woods by this time tomorrow. Ever said, I'm afraid I'm never going to see you again. Gently, Novan broke the hug, and he bent down low, and he looked into his daughter's eyes, and he said, We will see each other again, I promise. And then he kissed her forehead, stood up, and walked away. All around Era, a group of young Mimis were dancing and shrieking and running and laughing. But Era stood still, as if stunned. She felt hopeless, alone, unheard. Trini D. Lork, the warrior who was going to be babysitting them, noticed, and she said, What's the matter with you, little one? Era said, I, I feel like something horrible is going to happen to my parents. And Trini said, What could possibly happen? There hasn't been a major war in generations, and your parents are wise and strong and clever, plus they have the crowns. Everything's going to be fine. We Mimis have done this for literally thousands of years. Era started to say something more, but then Trini turned to address the crowd of shrieking, running children, and she said, Okay, kids, okay, calm down. Let's go in the house and do some weapons maintenance or something. 
while the other kids ran around and played games and sang songs and ate snacks that night. But Era didn't have much appetite for games or songs. And then they all went to bed in a pile of sleeping bags on the living room floor. Most of the kids fell asleep right away, but Era stayed wide awake, staring up at the dark and unfamiliar ceiling. She tossed and turned for a long time, and then she rolled over and looked at her baby brother in his crib. His eyes were wide open. He smiled at Era and said, Hi, Era, hi, hi. And Era said, Oh, baby brother, I think something bad is going to happen to our family. I think our happy days are over. And then Pokey farted. Era went, Seriously? And Pokey said, I perped. (sighs) Era rolled onto her back again. She smiled a little bit, even though she was scared. And she said, I don't know why I even bothered talking to you. Eventually, she fell asleep. But she awoke a little after dawn with a horrible sinking feeling inside her chest. She heard hushed voices in another room. She snuck down the hall and listened at the doorway as Trini and a group of other adults whispered to each other, There's no sign of them. It's like they just disappeared. There's no one left. Era's worst fears had come true. Her parents and all the other grown-ups who had been at the festival had vanished without a trace. She looked at the little telltale hanging around her neck. The K and N sides, her parents' sides, were tarnished now, no longer shiny and bright. That meant her parents were still alive, somewhere, but they weren't well. And Era clutched the telltale and she started to cry. And she said, I wish someone had listened to me. Well, that's the end of the story, P-K-N-A. The next story is called The Night Beast. Goodbye.